Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel and Russ Higgins, and we're both uh, educators for the University of Illinois Extension Service. I cover horticulture, and Russ, hey Russ. Hey Richard. And Russ helps uh, within the commercial ag side of, uh, of agriculture, if you will, uh, here in northern Illinois and, and throughout other parts of the state. And I've had Russ on the last couple weeks, and we've covered things like kind of the 2017 crops in review and what's going on with the livestock and all this bad weather and uh, questions about uh, given that the harvest was extended, how do we end up with how do we end up doing on fall tillage and any fall fertilizer applications? And this third week here, um, because of the great yields we've had, which uh, Russ, indicated uh, a couple weeks ago at uh, corn being about 190 bushels average in Illinois and soybeans there at 58 bushels. I guess my general question is given uh, given the fact that we've had good yields probably what the last three years Russ? We have. We've had okay. phenomenal yields. So uh, we've got all this grain um, what are we doing with it? <laughs> what are we going to, where's this grain going to go? How are we going to use it? Boy, Richard, you, you have really asked the, the most important question. And, and before we even jump into that, can I just say I'm, I'm looking at the calendar and, do you know, I think within 60 to 75 days, we'll actually be planting our crop, the first of our crop here in the state of Illinois. Well, so that's, that's, that that's, sounds amazing. That is hard to believe, but but time is certainly flying. So we have we have had uh, three years of both a record crop and then near record crops uh, in both corn and soybean production, and that has resulted in just a tremendous glut of grain. We have shifted from a demand-driven uh, commodity price, the price for corn and soybean, to one that's driven primarily by supply. I, we have so much material, uh, we're just trying to find uses for that. Dr. Gary Schnicki, who is with the College of ACE, the Agriculture and Consumer Economics at the University of Illinois, has shared with farmers at meetings that he expects these commodity prices to remain somewhat low until somebody um, has a poor a poor harvest. In, in other words, until this yield is actually reduced somewhere. And, and he also adds in, somewhat under his breath, it would really help if it was one of the I states. Certainly the states that produce the most corn are Illinois, Iowa, and to a lesser degree, Indiana. So uh, if one of those states has a bad year, um, that would certainly reduce the amount of grain. But it hasn't been the case recently, as we even saw last year. So, so we either lower supply, or here in the states, or uh, the demand surges from, say, somewhere else in the world to actually want more. Right. So we we look at what we can actually produce, and then we look at the uses for that. And for our crops, it's either domestic usage, and for corn, uh, that's primarily uh, fed to livestock or it's ethanol and ethanol use has been surging as of late which is a good thing uh, and that's not totally unexpected when the price of corn comes down it certainly makes ethanol uh, more attractive and the same is true for livestock it, it lowers their feed cost so that corn that's going through cattle hogs 
or poultry, uh, it becomes more effective there as well. And then we look at our exports. And our exports can either be in the grain itself, or it can be in some of the byproducts, for example, that we sometimes get uh, from ethanol production. Some of our uh, byproducts there also go overseas uh, for livestock feed in those countries as well. Uh, so certainly the agriculture community keeps a very close eye uh, whenever any type of discussion takes place on any type of trade with our neighbors or other countries. Well, that's, uh, I, I'm guessing uh, money is to be made somewhere around the globe based on uh, uh, available product here, whether it's coming from us or some other countries. But um, this is always such good information to know how, how our cropping management and how the rest of the world functions in the supply and demand is, is really out there. Anybody talking about a new, a new use, a new product? Do you have any crystal ball where that might be going? You know, there, there's always uh, a few ideas that are being vetted, so to speak. Um, um, some of those are actually in continue to be in the use of some of the plastics. We also talk about increased efficiency uh, in uh, the use of corn, for example, uh, in ethanol production. We also have uh, some specialty crops. Uh, we have brown midrib corn, which is more digestible uh, for some of our livestock. We have some specialty soybean for the uh, growing tofu market or edible soybean market. Uh, so there's a number of things uh, I think that we're looking at. And, and you know, the question often comes up, Richard, why don't we grow something else uh, here in the state of Illinois? And, and we certainly grow a number of things, but I, I think many folks would be surprised to know that in all of Illinois, 11.2 um, million acres, at least in 2017, was dedicated to corn, over 10 million to soybeans. So, you know, almost two-thirds of the state, uh, over two-thirds of the state, are dedicated to just two crops. So it, it takes a little bit to switch out from that, uh, but uh, we might have some other options. Well, it's going to be, be well, I'm sure we are, because I, from the horticulture side, I know there's a lot of specialty crops. There's a strong uh, trend that continues to grow about uh, grow it local, buy it local, eat it local, and uh, that's smaller crops or smaller acreages in any way, at least to start, but that uh, takes a little a small chunk out of the, well, what, uh, 21 point something million acres that you just mentioned. So that's another area I, I think that's going to con continue to grow, but uh, it's not going to put a dent in comparison to what we do for corn and beans. Um, Russ, we're no doubt probably uh, just about out of time again this show. Uh, very interesting information on uh, what's going on, going on out there with all the corn and beans and and I'm guessing winter wheat to some extent, but that's a smaller amount and probably gets consumed uh, pretty easily compared to corn and beans. Um, again, appreciate the time with us on the show this week. And this has been Richard Henschel, horticulture educator, and Russ Higgins, commercial ag educator uh, for the University of Illinois Extens Extension Service. And we'll be back again next week.